get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our Blues Insider for 101 ESPN. And he writes over at The Athletic as well. He is Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on BK and Ferrario. JR, what's going on, man? How was last night as you watched Chris Pronger's number get hung up into the rafters? Yeah, it was something. Uh, finally, you know, I know that uh, we've had COVID for a couple of years and and actually, you know, Chris's career was kind of prolonged because the money got shifted around in his last contract. Uh, but you knew this day would come. And, and so to see it uh, go up in the rafters last night was, was great. You guys have been doing a great job covering it with all the guests. I had one quick story, if I could add. I remember uh, I was at the Post-Dispatch writing. I think I was covering high school or college sports at the time. And the trade gets made. And my boss at the Post-Dispatch calls and he said, go get some fan reaction. And, and write a story about it. And so I live near Ted Drew's. Imagine that, right? And so, so I go over to Ted Drew's, and there was a couple there that was getting ice cream, but the wife had walked away to kind of to go up and get her order. And so when she comes back, I'm interviewing the husband, and so she sees her husband being asked a question by what looked like a reporter. And so she said, what is it, the death penalty question? And he looks at her and he goes, it's worse. They traded Shanahan. They traded Brent. It's worse than the death penalty. And so that was uh, the crux of my story that day. But I can just echo everything you guys have been talking about the past couple of days is just an unpopular trade, but how well it worked out. Well, JR, if I can get one more story from you, because I'll take you back to, uh, to when a young Alex Ferrario was interning with you at a, at a Blues game and you gave him a recorder and you told him to go into the press bo- or the, uh, the locker room afterwards. And uh, I, I walked in there and I kind of got yelled at by a player because I must have asked a terrible question. Did you ever get yelled at by Chris Pronger in the locker room? You know, he, I caught the tail end. My Actually, one of my very first stories on the beat was the Chris Pronger trade to Edmonton. Oh, wow. And, 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 and so I didn't catch a, a lot of his career. Obviously, I watched it, but I wasn't in the locker room kind of getting hollered at by Prongs. But, but uh, kind of interesting. So one of my very first stories is, hey, Chris Pronger's been traded to Edmonton. Well, Derek Gould was coming off the beat at that time and going to the Cardinals, but he had a great relationship with Chris Pronger. So we double-team the story. He calls Chris Pronger like at 1040 at night. I think Prongs was at a wedding that night. Uh, and I just wrote the X's and O's. He's been traded for you know, Eric Brewer and three players that you've never heard of and so, and so forth. And, uh, and then I think I submitted a few paragraphs. He gave the Pronger quotes, and we banged out the story. But, yeah, that was early on and when I was covering the team. He's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. Uh, 
JR, I did want to ask you about the team that we saw on the ice last night as well, because that was one hell of a victory for them over a central division foe who was competing with the Blues at, at the start of that game for second in the division. The Blues looked lost for the first 10 minutes or so of that game, but then they just dominated from from basically there on out. What did you see that stood out to you last night as the Blues are, are starting to get healthy once again, just missing Buchnevich from their forward group? Yeah, they looked really dominating after that uh, start. I know Craig Ruby said after the game that he, he didn't mind the start necessarily. You know, he pointed to the five on three, and yeah, I agree with that. You know, they were outshot what fourteen to one at one point. So anyway, you slice it, you know, it's a slow start. But you know, they've had great second periods, and I know last night they kind of turned it on late in the first period, got a couple goals, and then got a couple more early in the second. But what stood out to me, BK, and I looked it up last night, they lead the league in goals for in the second period. I think the number is up to 56 now, and they've allowed 31, and that's the fifth fewest in the league. So the differential in that second period, which I know you guys have analyzed the past couple weeks, is is just really drastic. And and so they played really well, and and I felt like they dominated the game at at parts. And I think that uh, the depth up front, when you look at those line combinations, still without Brichnevich, you know, is incredible that they can look like that. Ivan Barbashev has just been phenomenal this season. Ryan O'Reilly is rediscovering his offense. And Braden Chen, you get him back in the lineup, and those were two of the best shots I've ever seen him take as a blue. So they, they were just really clicking once they got rolling last night. So, JR, we've been trying to figure this out, and I'm curious your thoughts. When Pavel Buchnevich is available, which if everything goes well, he could be out of protocol come Friday's game, where does he fit into this lineup? How do you compile these lines if you're Craig Bruby? Because you're starting to build chemistry now with Ryan O'Reilly, and I don't know if you want to break that up. Yeah, that line last night was just something. And I talked to we asked uh, Craig Bruby about the uh, line combinations before last night's game, and he said, "Listen, I want to keep Tarasenko and Thomas and, and Kairou together." You know, as it turned out, they didn't have a great game. Uh, but you look at that uh, line that he constructed last night with Barbashev and O'Reilly. And uh, Shen, and they were terrific. And, you know, I think Darren Pang made a great point. Uh, I believe they did on the broadcast last night that, you know, Shen playing on the wing, it gives him a chance to come in the zone and, and take the type of shots that he took last night. So perhaps that's something that sticks. You know, I don't think one game is going to take Craig Bruby away from the uh, Tarasenko, Thomas, Kairou. I think, you know, he's going to let them roll. You know, where does Buchnevich fit? You know, it's certainly going to be in that top six, you know, worst case scenario top nine and it's going to be a trickle down effect so who comes out you know a clint costin somebody uh, we don't know uh, but he's got a lot of options and we saw last night as we've seen a few times this year you know it seems like a lot of them are working yeah i, I also wanted to mention that something else that darren pang said on the broadcast last night he, he talked about how it, we haven't seen a lot of Braden Shin on the right side on the wing. He's mostly played on the left side. And according to Panger, Shin told him that he prefers to play on the right side, similar to, to David Perron. I found that to be interesting, and maybe that's just going to be a better fit for him. So hopefully that ends up being the case long term. The other big storyline coming out of that one, JR, was Ville Husso and his performance once again against a quality opponent. Uh, you've been tracking this. I know Luke Quarick has, has as well. His last nine games at home, he's now 8-0, and oh, and he has a 95% save percentage. <laughs> he's been outstanding at home ice in particular, but really overall this season, he's been really good for the Blues. JR, do they turn 
things over, at least for the time being, to Ville Husso as kind of the de facto number one goalie? I know it it becomes a little difficult because you got a Sunday, Monday back to back this week, and then next week you got Saturday, Sunday. So maybe it doesn't even much matter. But is he your number one goalie for all intents and purposes right now? Yeah. So you know, answering the question, do we label it? Do we say that de facto number one? Do we turn to that phrasing? I don't know. All I know is that Ville Husso is winning games. He's battling. Uh, you know, up until Jordan Bennington's last game, I thought he had played pretty well the past two or three games. But the bottom line is, Husso's out playing him right now. Whether he's the backup who's getting a couple starts in a row or you're calling him the de facto number one, I think he's got to be in the net. You know, who knows how it'll break down here, but perhaps you come back Husso against uh, Seattle. You know, Bennington gets the, the, the uh, first game of the back-to-back. Husso gets the second game, so that gives Husso two out of three. Who knows? You, you have to play this out. Look, I've seen this transpire so many times over the years, you know, whether it was Manny Legacy, Chris Mason, you know, Jake Allen, Jordan Bennington, these, it happens to all of them at some point. It's, it's no poor reflection on Jordan Bennington. I believe, you know, at some point, you know, he'll go on a run. But right now, Huso's the guy, and you got to get him in the net regardless of what you're calling him. JR, I said earlier today, with all of these guys playing the way that they are, and especially Pavel Buchnevich coming back to the lineup, there were two guys that I felt like needed to step up their game uh, otherwise, if they if they can't, they're going to have to accept a role on possibly a fourth line down the stretch, and that was Perron and Sunquist. Do those two guys stick out to you, or is there somebody else? Well, I think Perron coming back last night. You know, we've seen some guys come back. Uh, you know, from having a few games off and, and just look great. I think Tori Krug did it earlier. Uh, you know, I didn't think that that Perron looked great last night, but hey, I give him the benefit of the doubt after being out for a few. Uh, you know, you got to be back on that back check. Uh, but, you know, I like David Prime on this team. I think he's, you know, guaranteed pencil man, top nine guy. Uh, did he stand out last night? You know, it, it's no. Um, you know, I think with uh, Sunquist, you know, I still look at him as a guy who's trying to come back from the injuries. And some night you're going to see the, I don't want to say burst, but you're going to see that Sunquist that we've come to know. And some nights you aren't. And, you know, I think that, that he has his off night. So that's the whole purpose of having such depth in that top 12, it's going to be different guys every night. Look, I mean, we talked about Tarasenko, Kyrie Thomas. They carried this team and played unbelievable for three or four games. You know, last night, you know, I didn't think they were good at all. So uh, last night you get the uh, Barbashev, O'Reilly, and Shen line to do the work. So it's going to happen from different guys on different nights. He's Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. Give him a follow on Twitter, at JP Rutherford. If you haven't read it yet, he had a great piece the other day on uh, Chris Pronger talking to a bunch of the former teammates, people around the Blues organization, and just talking to Prongs himself about his 47 different defensemen that he played with in his time here in St. Louis. Really good piece over at The Athletic. JR, appreciate the time as always, man. We'll talk with you again next week. Sounds good, boys. Thanks.